Welcome to the Von Nelson Podcast. Today is the 2Q 2019 Von Nelson Select Strategy Quarterly Podcast. Uh, in the second quarter of 2019, Select returned on a gross basis a 5.02% return and a 4.75% return net. And that is versus the S&P at 4.3%, uh, bringing the year-to-date totals to 18.44% for Select gross and 17.85 net versus the S&P at 18.54%. Uh, and our guest today is Lead Senior Portfolio Manager, Scott Weber. Uh, and with that, Scott, I will turn things over to you. Well, Sure. Well, as you said, uh, you know, it was a positive quarter and it was a great quarter for Select as it bested both uh, the S&P and the Russell 3000. It was interesting because it was a bumpy quarter. You know, with April uh, in terms of the index up about four percent, May up down about six, June up about seven. Um, I'm glad to say that in the May uh, downside captures for Select was just about low 80s, and so that was a good performance in a rough market, and it was a good performance for the quarter overall uh, on both an absolute and a relative sense. The quarter was kind of a more normal quarter, less torrid than first quarters. You know, rebound from the fourth quarter of last year. Uh, where, you know, first quarter of the market was up 12%. This is sort of more normal, um, if, if you can call it that. From a contribution standpoint, on an absolute basis, we had a positive contribution from almost every gig sector in the portfolio. The best contributors at the sector level were tech, which was up roughly 13%. Communication services up more than 10%. And in the consumer side, staples were up almost 11 and discretionary up over 6%. Energy was the only sector with a negative contribution where we had one, and obviously it's a cyclical space, uh, we had one stock give up uh, about 9% during the quarter, which was a portion of its gains, and we don't really have a changed view there. Um, there were a total of about seven stocks in the portfolio which were down on an absolute basis, and there really wasn't a discernible theme uh, apart from healthcare where we had two names which were down Maybe you can attribute some of that to the political positioning with the Democratic uh, presidential debates kicking up, and there was also an M&A transaction announced. Um, so turning to relative performance and the attribution, um, as you mentioned, we were ahead of the relevant, relevant indices, and we managed to outperform despite carrying a reasonably heavy cash load. We've been really selective about putting cash to work, and we'll get to more on that later. Um, energy and financials were a drag to relative performance, uh, technically, industrials were as well, but it's really small enough that we can call it a push. Every other sector was a positive relative contributor, uh, even where we're absent, such as utilities. Um, the quarter, from a change perspective, uh, was not nearly as busy as the first quarter was in trading. We added just one name in the portfolio, and we didn't have any outright sales. Uh, we did trim two names on valuation slash sizing preference. We continue to like both of those names. And we began trimming a name for performance or really changing circumstances in, in, the, in the investment decision-making process with respect to that name. And we did add to one name uh, on weakness. Turning now to characteristics, the exposure continues to be consistent with our typical profile. We've got high active share, comparable to lower valuation than the index, good growth, a dividend yield that's a little bit higher than the index, a market cap, which at the moment is a bit smaller than the index and a bit smaller than it has been of late. Our returns, specifically ROA and ROE, which are typically much higher than the index, were a bit lower this time, and it's a bit of an unusual circumstance. 
and there's a couple of wonky things going on there. Uh, one, we had a slightly larger allocation to what we call our undervalued asset category. Uh, two, we've got a bigger underweight in technology. And again, we, we talked about um, not having the four horsemen lead the market and, and harder, harder to find names there, particularly on valuation. Um, and, and there's this, this is maybe too far down the rabbit hole, but a little quirk in the accounting rule changes where um, one company in particular, Berkshire, had to mark their holdings to market. And by washing that through the income statement, the loss, I think predominantly from Kraft Heinz, reduces net or net income, um, but it's not a recognized loss to the company and it, and it doesn't impact their cash flow. Um, turning now to factors, from an from a, uh, overall perspective, select benefited from quality, from safety, uh, such as lower beta, lower earnings variability, lower short interest, and that was particularly pronounced during the decline in the month of May. Stock selection, I would point out, was also, and it continues to be, a positive for the portfolio. Flipping now to macro, um, it's early in the second quarter, so we don't have the, the, sorry, early in the third quarter, so we don't have the 2Q print, but recall from the first quarter podcast that we did, it's a it's a tough compare, and I'd say the economic environment hasn't changed markedly from our discussion on the last podcast. Um, the U.S. equity markets continue to exude a, a sense of optimism, which of late has been sourced, I think, predominantly from central bank support. Uh, the economy is, in our opinion, decelerating. I'll say it again, decelerating. That means we're not necessarily in recession or at risk, but we have a greater vulnerability for recessions. And for a recession, rather, and the equity market, particularly in the United States, is kind of unique in their ability to ignore some of the mounting concerns, whether it's the trade spat uh, with China, whether it's a messy uh, Brexit and election, um, whether it's Deutsche Bank's weaknesses and other problems in Europe. I think the manufacturing uh, component of the economy in Europe is particularly uh, um, in poor health at the moment. And so we, we sit here in the United States really in a, in, a, in a unique and privileged position in that it's going up. Although I would say if you hear caution in the tone of voice that we're using, it's, it's well-placed and well-read. And so that will continue to be a theme. Flipping now to valuation, uh, the stock market isn't crazy with respect to its valuation, but it's also not especially cheap. It's, uh, it's probably a good thing that it's, the market is no longer unilaterally led by you know, a s- small portion of tech or the four horsemen have they've been called. Um, and yet, at the same time, it's still finding it's still a real challenge to find a bargain in a software or internet stock. Um, dispersion and a little bit of volatility crept back into the market during the quarter. I think that's healthy. I think a little sector rotation. I think some volatility certainly imbue to the long-term health of, of the market. Um, but you know, as soon as you get the the nearest faint of volatility, um, central banks, particularly the Fed of late, have been quick to step in and provide a narrative shift. Or we expect now, and recall that this time last year, we were talking about how many times the Fed was going to raise rates. And now here, uh, we're talking about, uh, in in this month, either a 25 or perhaps a 50 basis point cut. We're not smart enough to know what that number is, but we do recognize that volatility in in any capital markets have been reduced by Fed action. Um, That I would read as a kind of a temporary benefit, maybe a sugar high for the market, maybe not especially healthy for the longer term. From that, uh, looking at positioning, um, we continue to hold a little bit more than what we'd call an ideal level of cash. 
as we continue to work hard to find places worthy for investment. Um, I wouldn't characterize that as being proactively defensive. That's not our posture and it's not our way. It's really just a challenging environment to identify you know, worthy investments. Um, investment must incrementally enhance returns and reduce aggregate risk in order to be considered for inclusion in the portfolio. And only one name uh, met that standard this quarter that we didn't already own. Um, we continue to work hard to find great places to invest your capital with the emphasis on great. Uh, we like the positioning, frankly, as it is. We do maintain a long list of potential candidates for consideration. We nurture and, and evaluate that list continuously. And work doesn't stop here just because it gets harder to find an idea, nor will our standards bend. Our process diligence will always remain absolute uh, and resolute. Well, thank you very much, Scott. As always, we very much appreciate your insights into the Select Strategy, and good luck with the rest of the third quarter, and we look forward to having you back uh, in for another discussion in a couple months. Thank you. The views, information, and or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Von Nelson and its employees. Von Nelson does not verify and assumes no responsibility for the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast. The primary purpose of the information, opinions, and thoughts presented in this podcast is to educate and inform. This podcast, or any podcast in the series, does not constitute professional investment advice or services, and any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. Past performance is not an indication of future performance. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents of this podcast